Welcome to another episode of One-on-One -on -one with Patrick. Yes, in this series, you'll hear me having conversations with guests, just like any of the millions of podcasts out there. But there's a twist to this one. Here, you get to be a fly on the wall in a one-on-one -on -one web design coaching session. I'm not speaking with industry experts, leaders, gurus, or influencers. I'm talking to people like you. People who are still in the very early stages of their web design business journey. People who have questions, concerns, struggles, or simply need some motivation. I hope you'll find it useful. Let's dive in with today's session. Hey, Carla. Hey, how are you? I'm pretty good. Yourself? I'm good. I'm good. Can you hear me good? Yeah, it's great. So are you uh, a teacher? Yes, I am a teacher. I teach Spanish. Oh, okay. So you're in uh, Mississippi, you said? Yes, Mississippi. Okay, great. How long have you been there? Uh, I have been in the area for about six years. Six years now. Yes, here in Mississippi, two years, but I have been in the same area. Okay. I used to live in uh, Texas for oh. about four, four years. So I've been to Mississippi. I had some friends that used to live there. So oh, okay. not too far away. Maybe we could start with uh, you telling me about where you're at with your web design journey so far and where you could use some help. Okay, so, well, I um in the very beginning of my journey. Uh, I have been, you know, learning science a few years ago, coding, and I really liked it. <clears throat> but uh, I kind of dove in more into WordPress and Elementor this year. So I like both things actually um but yes i i have from your list of the you know the build your business in 24 hours i have some of the steps the steps already done that i actually started before uh, the thing is i was branding myself like a, a tech va or to general doing systems and tech and web design. Um, but right now, I don't want to be doing that many things. So I just want to stay with web design. So I'm kind of, okay, how should I niche sound and all of that. Okay, so yeah, you're you're basically before you're trying to be a, a VA, you said like a virtual assistant for mm -hmm. basically everything under the sun. <laughs> That's a common problem is we oftentimes when we're first starting out, we try to be everything to everyone, and then we end up being nothing to everyone yeah. <laughs> because we don't excel in one particular area. So it's good that you're you're trying to niche down. Have you given some any thought as to what kind of niche you would like to do? I was, that's the thing, I was uh, pretty sure at the, you know, when I said, okay, I'm going to do this, um, niching down in the wellness and sports area, 
because that is my background. So I'm a PE teacher, a former PE teacher. So since I came to the U.S., I haven't teached in that uh, area, just Spanish. And also I have done personal training. I'm, a, I'm certified as a personal training and different things. So I liked, I would like to work in that area. Uh, but the first person that was guiding me was, is a VA and has been a VA. So she's kind of guide me towards that uh, more than, hey, just to stay with that niche and just niche out as a tech VA and do whatever, offer whatever you can. <laughs> so I love that area. I was thinking on getting into business, small businesses, but there is too much. I mean, too, too many people just offer into small businesses. So yeah. I'm not sure if niching down as a web design for web designer for a wellness in sports will be just enough or because I also have done the research, you know, around me about small businesses, restaurants or cafes that they don't have websites. So I don't know. Okay. So yeah, sounds like you're still trying to kind of narrow that down a little bit. Um, would you be designing, have you given some thought as to whether you'd be designing websites in English or Spanish or both? That's, that's my other thing. Because here in the U.S., I, I am mostly with uh, U.S. citizens, Americans. And in my, you know, my day-to-day, uh, my kids, they play sports. So I'm with a lot of parents and coaches and all of that. That is one thing that I like and I would like to do being in the field of sports because I have a lot of contact with a lot of coaches. So, and all of them is in English. So I have a lot of people, you know, in my Facebook and all of that, that are back uh, from back home. I'm from Venezuela. And a lot of people is around everywhere where I speak Spanish. So I'm like, should I have two websites or one for Spanish small businesses and one for English sports? <laughs> well, yeah. So yeah, I could, there's a lot of potential there. I, I think there's, I think first off, it's a huge advantage that you are bilingual, that you can do English and Spanish. And um, there's tons of Spanish speakers in the United States, right? Like it's, it's the second language, I'm pretty sure. Yes. So millions and millions and millions of people speak Spanish. So you can look at it two ways. Either you could cater to Spanish speakers who are starting their own business, like small business owners who are, um, you know, primarily um, native Spanish speakers or uh, small business owners that are natively English, but are also trying to cater or offer their services or products to uh, Spanish speaking customers. So like, you could build a, a site for a, a local business in both English and Spanish and 
I think that is an advantage because there are so many Spanish speakers and Spanish in itself is, I don't want to say it's a niche because there's so many <laughs> Spanish speakers, but it is a niche within the United States to a certain extent. So I would probably give some thought as to what it takes to um, build a multilingual website. It's not as hard as you think. Uh, it really is, especially if you're building with WordPress, you can integrate some pretty simple plugins that will help manage languages. I built websites with um, Chinese as the second language. It really just comes down to getting the translation uh, correct, making sure that's done properly instead of just using Google Translate, which so many people will just auto-translate stuff and then it doesn't oh, no. make sense, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you've seen a lot of that. It doesn't, uh, you have to translate the idea and the thought behind it, not just word for word. So the fact that you can do that in both English and Spanish, that's, I think that's a big advantage you might have. So I'd maybe give some thought as to even building your own website in both English and Spanish and trying to draw customers from both sides of the aisle, so to speak. Have you thought about that? Yes, I have. Yeah, that would be, that'd be my first thought. Um, the second would be, I guess you're trying to figure out how to market yourself, what your brand would look like, correct? Yes, yes. So where are you at with that so far? So it, as I said, I was branding myself as a tech VA. So I'm in that process of, okay, now let, let me figure out what I'm going to do so I can market myself as just web designer in this. I know that you're not a fan of Facebook <laughs> and <laughs> social media. Yeah. Um, the lady that was uh, guiding me, she is a fan of Facebook and all you have to do is promote yourself in Facebook and Facebook, <laughs> Facebook, Instagram and all of that. Sure. So Don't listen to her. It's a trap. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, I get it. I get why so many people like it. Um, I get the value that can come from it for sure. Uh, it's just a personal choice for me that I, I don't enjoy it. Um, I understand that it's even a, some people recognize it as a, a necessary evil. They might not enjoy it much themselves, but they recognize that, you know, literally billions of people use social media every day. And it's, and it is a great way to market your business if done Right. Um, the particular, like it's so, it's so much more competitive now. Like you used to, in the early days, it was, uh, it was quite easy. I won't say easy, but a lot easier. The organic reach of these posts would just, you can get all this free attention, free followers and free, uh, rankings of your posts. Uh, that's long gone. And, and now it's basically I have two options. You either pay for ads to make your posts show up uh, in front of your ideal audience or you network, which is probably what your friend was guiding you to do is join Facebook groups, meet people, uh, you know, go where your audience is, so to speak, groups of who your niche is and try to, uh, you know, be useful, add value, uh, answer their questions, things like that, and, and be visible. That's probably the most valuable way to use something like Facebook these days, I would think. So, I won't discourage you from doing that. Not at all. That's just a personal choice of mine that I, I went the SEO route, the long-term route with search engine optimization versus mm -hmm. uh, short-term with social media. 
But it sounds to me like you still have to decide whether you want to be a web designer or a VA. <laughs> no, 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 no. I want to be just a web designer. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah, you're, then your friend is correct in that that could work for you. Um, but before you do any of that, you really have to have your own setup. So do you have a website yet? I do have my website. Uh, I'm working on that. Um, so I got my domain with my name and okay. so I'm not sure if just keeping my name or just get a branding name or. So is that, is it like carlamontano.com? Yes. With N. All right. I'm going to check that out it's right not, now. It's not live. It's on. Oh, okay. So you just have the domain. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. I started working on it, but I'm, as I'm on that, you know, where to niche down and what to do. Yeah. I'm, I'm working on that. Let me see if there is not that much in there. So at, at the beginning, I was building, you know, a full website with all, you know, the nav bar and home services about me and all of that so but now i'm like you know what i want to do just one page and get everything in there and grow later yeah that's a good idea keep it simple <clears throat> especially when you're first starting out that's exactly what i did i only had one page on my site for for years actually um i kept it very simple kept it focused so try not to overwhelm yourself right from the, from the start. Um, but with, with regards to brand, so you have your name, if you want to do it under your name, that's, that's great. And it's awesome that you were even able to find uh, that domain available under your name. Cause sometimes yes. <laughs> if you have a, a common name, I don't know how common Carla Montenu is, but <laughs> sometimes it, it'll already be taken. So that's good that mm -hmm. you can find that. Um, so now you got to, build a brand around your name so who are you what's what are your interests what are your likes what uh what will people what do you want you know how do you speak how do you think what do you want what do you want people to to think about you and and feel about you and how do you connect with people on a more personal level that's kind of where you're you have to how you have to think about your brand so for example uh i did something like i redesigned my blog page uh blog design page recently on my website and uh i i gave a lot of thought as to okay what are some things that bloggers or you know stereotypical stereotypical things about bloggers uh what are some common connections about what either what bloggers do or what bloggers think or feel uh or have to deal with on a day-to-day -day basis and right away my thing was uh cats because i always see pictures uh, of people that are working on their laptops and the cat is like trying to, you know, get their attention. They're like laying on the keyboard or like pawing at their hand or I've seen so many of those pictures and videos and they're pretty funny. And so I kind of made it, I didn't make it the whole theme of the page, but I just added a little, I made the, a, a cartoon cat as like a mascot. So it would, it would just pop up around the page as you scroll down doing different things. Like there'll be a cat on a laptop or uh, a 
cat drinking coffee, you know, it's like, and, and that was kind of like the, the theme for the page. And it wasn't not the whole theme, but it's just like a, it's just like a nice little thing to, to laugh at or smile about. And it still made sense within the context of the service I was offering. So you could do something like that with, uh, with any niche, really, let's say you're, you're niching to do, um, well, let's say you're building websites for fitness trainers or wellness, like you're talking about, you could do just pick any type of, of animal and, you know, have it instead of, it could be like a, what's something that is often considered fit. I guess I was going to say, I mean, cats are pretty good for everything these days. What do you think of when you think of like a, a f- healthy, energetic animal? Lion. A lion. Yeah, so that's the type of cat. <laughs> so let's say you have a lion and he's like the little mascot for the page and he's like lifting weights uh, or doing jumping jacks, doing these different things or uh, meditating, whatever, like whatever these, doing these d- different health practices that still fit around your brand and the service you're offering. And it's a small thing, but it goes a little extra mile and it, it makes people smile and um, it shows your personality. So little things like that can go a long way. So when you're thinking about your brand and who you are and the things you like, try to give some thought as to that. Like, do you, do you like animals? Do you like uh, nature? Do you like video games? Like what are your hobbies? Like, and, and kind of inject your personality into, into your brand. Okay, that sounds nice. I never thought about it. But um, yes, for me, sports. Sports? Sweet. I love yes. sports. What are your, what's your favorite sport? So I played my whole life table tennis. Okay. And, but uh, as I did PE, uh, you know, as a profession, I had to do everything. A little bit of everything. So, yeah, I right. love sports. My kids play baseball and volleyball, some ball. They are, you know, in the sports life. That's perfect. And yeah. Then, so, mm-hmm. so what if you added some kind of sports theme around your, your brand? Okay. Because that's something without, you're passionate about. Without niching down specifically in sports uh you could you don't have to so there's there's kind of two ways of thinking about this there's there's basically designing a page or marketing towards a specific niche and then there is your brand and who you are and to me if that's something you're passionate about sports in general that's something you grew up with I would make that kind of a part of your, you know, be open about that. It's not like you have to make the whole page about sports. It's just add little things here or there that, that kind of stand out. Like I love hockey. That's my favorite sport. And, uh, and a lot of the content that I write or talk about, whether it's a podcast or a blog post or a video, I'll just drop in here or there about like a little anecdote about hockey or how I'm a Montreal Canadiens fan. I'll have like a, a, a meme about hockey. Like, and it just kind of, it's not the feature of the whole thing, but it just adds a little seasoning, a little spice to, you know, and people get to know me on a personal level. And, you know, I've had people reach out and be like, Hey, I'm a Montreal Canadiens fan too. And then they end up being a website client. <laughs> it's like, it, it sounds weird, but it's uh, you know, people connect with people. They don't connect with faceless 
brands, right? And Mm -hmm. if you're a one man or one woman business, then it's all about you. You are the brand. You're the personality. So don't be too shy or afraid to to make, to show people what you're like and what you enjoy. And, and you'd be surprised what people can, will connect on. So maybe, and maybe there's even something like from your Venezuelan culture or background uh, is a certain type of food or something you used to do back home. I don't know. Like it could be anything that, that is, means something to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a, a good idea. Really good idea. I'm taking notes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Take your time. Okay. And I'm really into the passive income side. Making as you, passive As you income. should be. <laughs> <laughs> yes. At the beginning, I was thinking that uh, that part of, you know, hosting was kind of that I could do it under my own hosting, uh, just getting a domain for another person and being in my own hosting. Uh, I know, or I have been listening to, you know, the different ways to do it, but it's still kind of not that clear of how to do it. Yeah, so there's a few different ways to, you're talking about specifically offering hosting, correct? Yes, in maintenance. In maintenance, yeah. So there's a a number of different ways to do it. Um, Reselling hosting is basically you partner with a web host and a lot of web hosting companies do this. They have a package that literally says reseller hosting. And they'll charge you a certain rate for that hosting. And then you can turn around and you can, you can um, turn around and sell it to your customers and make up with a higher margin, higher profit. But the hosting is done all of their, they take care of all the work. They manage it and they maintain it. You basically just, you use them as your backend. Every time you take a client who wants hosting, you say, I have another one. They'll have different processes of how to actually set it up depending on the company. But the idea is that you're literally, you're reselling hosting. So they sell it to you at, at like a wholesale rate, uh, kind of like a warehouse rate. Uh, and then you're the retailer, you're the, you're the front shop and you sell it at retail price or what your, what your price is. So that's one way to do it. And that's, um, that's how I started doing it in the beginning. Um, I used a company called Big Scoots. It's a funny name but great service. The number one thing you want from a great reseller is customer service. You want someone that's responsive because you're going to run into issues. Anytime you do hosting or maintaining websites, you'll come, you'll run into problems and you'll need their help and you want someone that's going to be fast. And they were always very fast for me. Even when they messed up, they were quick to communicate things. That's the most important thing to me. So uh, big scoots is what I used but again, there's many you can choose from. So I would just do a little research. Just keep in mind that when you are doing research about it, if you Google something like best reseller hosting, you're just going to get a bunch of blog posts of people who are trying to <laughs> get <Yeah>. affiliate sales. <laughs> yeah. 
they'll just all recommend Bluehost because Bluehost pays them $120 per referral or something. So it's not necessarily uh, legit information. It's it's a little bit tainted. Uh, I all the ones all the services and companies that I recommend, I always make sure it's something that I've used personally and that I really like. Um, and if I don't like them anymore, I say so. Like I, I tell people, I I told people for years to go to Weebly, and now I tell them not to. It's not good. Only use Weebly if you're if you're building a website for yourself personally. If you're doing a web design business, don't use them. Um, but anyway, so yeah, reseller hosting. That's the way first way to do it. Second would be more advanced, uh, which is what I ended up working towards. I ended up leasing my own server. It's called a dedicated server. So what reseller hosting is, is you're sharing a server with a, with thousands of other websites. It's a big server that all these websites are sharing resources together. Um, but it's cheaper and that's what, that's the cost benefit type thing. It's, uh, it's more cost effective, but as a result, you have to share these resources with other, other people. A dedicated server is more expensive, but it means that it's yours. No, you don't have to share your resources with anyone else, but you and your clients. Um, and the advantage of that is better performance. You get better loading speeds, uh, better security, et cetera, et cetera. So I ended up leasing, uh, once my business grew, I ended up leasing my own dedicated server. Um, and because I didn't want to get into server management, because uh, that requires day-to-day stuff that I just, I like building websites uh, and maintaining the websites themselves. I don't want to get into server stuff and IT stuff. So I, I basically hired someone part-time to kind of maintain it for me. But like I said, that's something that comes along once your business grows and mm-hmm. you, can afford to, you can afford to do that. Um, so that's what I'm doing now. Um, so those are the two main ways. There's also a much, there's a third way that's basically affiliate sales, which is basically what I just told you about what people do with blog posts where someone clicks a link or you refer them, you refer people to someone and you get a cut of it. That's the smallest way um, to make passive income. And for someone that's just starting out like you, I would say it's the least genuine way because you don't really know which host is is great. You haven't used any yet. So you're kind of just picking one and saying, okay, I got their link and just go with these people without actually knowing or experiencing what they're like. So I personally would recommend not doing that, but it is the easiest. (laughs) So many people choose to do that. So I always recommend for people that are just starting out, get the reseller hosting, you know, sign up with a a company and try out the reseller hosting. That's the most efficient way to get passive income. And, And it's good for you. And it's most importantly, it's good for your customer. You have to think about what's best, what's best for them too. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Let's see. The other thing is pricing. Pricing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What about pricing? (laughs) I'm not sure, you know, how to set the price. Pricing. Um, Because I want to offer maintenance in you know offer like a package of maintenance so i'm i'm not sure because i haven't built any page for another person right i know that at the beginning 
I might need to do some for free. I know. I already started to do one for a friend that has a little company, a construction company. Hey, check it out. Let's see. What do you think? And but a really simple one. Simple, simple one. Um, That's good. But I want to, you know, have a, a something said before I, you know, start or, you know, start getting out with my branding and all of that in my page, of course. Yeah. Pricing is one of the most common questions I get and one of the biggest struggles people have, especially when they're starting out. <clears throat> Like you said, you're going to have to do your first few websites for free or at least for quite cheap. You need to build a portfolio. That's just the reality. Uh, by doing that, you'll get more practice. So you'll refine your skills, get better at it. And you'll also have something to show actual prospective clients when they visit your site. They, show, they can see your work. And you will get reviews. It's very important that for every website you do, even if it's for free, get them to review you on Google. Set up a Google profile, Google My Business account. I have it already. You have that already? Sweet. Yeah. So make sure that that's part of the deal. You give, you build it for free, but you need they need to give you a review. That's very important. So, um, so that's what you have to do in the beginning. Once you get past that and you're trying to figure out pricing, I, there's a lot of different ways to go about pricing. Um, people actually, it's funny watching web designers fight over this because there's like, there's a lot of different ways to go about it. And some web designers get upset at others for, for basically doing it for too cheap because it lowers the bar for the whole industry. Anyways, it's a bunch of nonsense. It's entirely up to you what you want to charge, what you think your value is. Um, the way I went about it, in the beginning and the way I still go about it is how much do I want to make per hour? How many hours will this website take me to build? Simple as that. The reason why that's less effective in the beginning and why you have to be more reasonable is that it's going to take you longer to build websites because you're, you don't have that practice and skill yet, which is why you have to, you have to kind of offer more discounts in the beginning. But once you get good, once you get into a rhythm and once you build processes and you're doing this thing and building each website is just, a, you know, followed step by step by step and you know the whole thing and you're just getting into a groove, you'll find you can do build websites way faster. Um, you know, websites when I first started out that took me 50 hours to make, I can now make in 15. Uh, that's a massive, yeah, it's a huge difference. And that's when your profits really start to improve. And um, I made the conscious decision that once that happened, I, I actually lowered my prices. I didn't look, I mean, but what I mean by lowered prices is I didn't actually, I didn't raise them. I kept my price affordable because I want my service to be accessible to more people and more business owners. I believe that web design shouldn't be as complicated and as expensive as it is for so many small businesses right now. It frustrates me when, uh, when I see, you know, I just had an experience recently where someone paid $6,000 for a website from a top agency in Toronto, uh, only for it to be basically a disaster. It didn't work, it didn't run properly. It looked pretty on the surface, everything was fine, but 
there were some real fundamental problems with the site and they ended up coming to me to help them fix it. And for a thousand bucks, I rebuilt the whole thing. Uh, and it's running smoothly. It's, it's, it looks better than even though the site was before. And like, long story short is they, they felt like because they were going to a top design agency that they were going to get value for their $6,000 and they didn't. And I can't speak as to why that happened with this company because they are a very popular company. Maybe they just had a, a bad day. <laughs> maybe, the, the, maybe the person that was assigned to this project was a new designer or didn't know their processes. I don't know, but it was a, it was a bad mess up. Um, and unfortunately I see that a lot. There's just a lot of people that get burned by designers that promise things that they don't follow through on or charge them more than they really should have to pay. You know, it's $6,000 for a site that's still based off a template. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Most websites are built from template these days, but for six grand, like it's just too much in my opinion. I, I just don't, it shouldn't cost that much. Um, so much. And so I, I, my, that's kind of my, my mission, I guess, so to speak, is to kind mm-hmm. of democratize web design, make it more accessible and affordable. And I still make good money because like I said, I've taken a process that normally would take agencies 50 or 60 hours. I've whittled it down to 15 or 20. So if I charge a thousand dollars for a website and I finish it in 20 hours, I'm making 50 bucks an hour. I'm pretty happy with that. I think that's good Mm -hmm. money. And then of course there's the passive income that comes from it afterwards, the residual of $40 a month to host it and maintain it. That's what I'm really after. And Mm -hmm. it's a full service that the client benefits from because every client, go ahead. With that, um, do you do for them any kind of updates like for for posts or pictures, changing pictures, or they do it by themselves? Excuse me. I'm about to sneeze. (laughs) Um, No. So that is a, that's what, what I call website management. So I have a separate service that um, includes unlimited edits to what you said, like images, text, anything you want. You know, I'll build you a new page even. Uh, it's all included underneath a, a, a package of uh, $200 a month. The maintenance, the $39 a month, that doesn't include, like they'll, they'll, they'll do any edits and changes to the site that they have to do that themselves. Um, I do provide, like I integrate some video tutorials into their site so that they can um, get some training to learn how to do it. But no, what I do is I do all the backend stuff. It's regular updates, uh, premium security, backups, uh, all those things. But for actual, for unlimited edits and changes, that's a separate service. Mm, Okay. And that's important because at $40 a month, you can't do unlimited edits. You'll be, you won't make money. (laughs) They'll be, they'll be texting you or emailing you like every other day, change this, change that. And for $40 a month, that's, that's not, that's not worth it. Yes. Not at all. Um, So for you building websites, do you go by scratch or templates? first template 
but what I what I like to do and why I like Elementor is you're building from building from you're kind of building template blocks. You're building your own template. Um, I almost never just I actually never just take a template and say you know cookie cutter fill in the text images. I don't do that. I start as a foundation where I kind of take pieces of different templates and then put them together. And that's where I start. But then everything after that is customizing and editing and tweaking and, and blending and, and making it, it really its own style. Mm. So you, the, yeah. So the short answer is you're basically building your own theme and Elementor, I think makes it quite easy to do that more than any other website builder I've seen so far. Cause most other website builders, you are building straight from a template and the customization options are not nearly as uh, available. Mm -hmm. But I do remember you said you like to code. Yes, I do. So I what do you, do like what is your level of coding? Would you say? So I will say kind of beginner. I mean, I, can code if uh, if you ask me to do like a basic layout I can do a basic layout and stuff like that sometimes when I'm in Elementor and I oh, how do I do this here oh no I'm going to just put the code <laughs> I know I can do this like this so that's good that's mm -hmm. great yeah so then you already yeah anytime you run into some kind of snag or you want to do something a little more custom you know how to to do that you can just you know, I'll just code this, whatever. That's, that's good. So I would, yeah, I'd recommend you kind of do like a blend of both. Um, almost no website is made custom coded from scratch anymore. The only reason you'd ever need to build a website from scratch these days is if you're building like enterprise level uh, sites with, with many, many, many pages and uh, complicated integrations and features. 95% of websites can be built from template for sure. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Um, I have my brother. He is a senior software uh, engineer. So he, he is the, the one that first, you know, Hey, you need to do this. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but he is more in the, you know, uh, company side. He works for print Pinterest. So. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's enterprise <laughs> level. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Okay. So Carla, we have time for one more question. One more question. Oh gosh. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> hmm. So passive income and. You already did that. So what will be your final advice for me? Final advice? Dedicate as much time as you can to this project or this pursuit. Um, I don't know what your schedule is like. I'm sure you're quite busy. <laughs> did you say you have kids? Yes. You, you have, have children? Oh, yes. Okay. So then <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other level. I can't, I can't tell you anything about time. Just forget what I said. 
Yeah. Uh, no, like, cause I have a great, adv- I had a great advantage as a single guy. So I could just, yeah, I worked full time and then I worked in the evenings, but even if you, yeah, you're going to be quite busy. So do what you can as much as you can, but I guess I, I, I would encourage patience then as well, because it, it is something that it takes time to build um, mm-hmm. a lot of us we really want to see success or some kind of progress overnight. Um, and that's just not going to happen. Yeah, this business that I made took, it took years. And uh, it took probably about a year and a half before I got my first client. And that was just from uh, learning, researching, practicing. Um, like I said, in the evenings after I was done window cleaning for the day and uh, getting into blogging to market it, you know, build my SEO is very, very gradual. Um, the good news is I don't think it has to take a year and a half to get your first client. I don't think it has to take others. Just, um, you have a great advantage of having so much information uh, available to you, tips, uh, things that other people like myself have learned and that you can now, you know, learn from my mistakes, basically. Um, <laughs> But yeah, patience is, is very, very important. And if you have um, you have an advantage because it sounds like you have a, a job, you have an income already. So it's not like um, there's pressure on this to, to produce income right away. Well, Am the, I wrong? Yes. <laughs> so well, I have my I am wrong own all over the pressure. Place. <laughs> I have my, my own pressure. So I had my top of keeping my current income until next year. So that's me. Okay. So you're saying your goal is to maintain your current level of income for the next year. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Until August, July next year. Okay. That's a, that's a personal goal, right? Yes. That's good. (laughs) Something, something to shoot for. But yeah, I guess what I was saying is just there's some that I talked to that, you know, they've just been laid off. They don't have a job. They don't have any income or they've only been able to find a job part-time and they need something to supplement it. And the pressure and the stress can be a lot because they need it to produce right away. They need to get clients right away. They need to make income right away. Um, it's tough to do that. And even I didn't do that. I may, I only was able to, to build this while actually having uh, some other income coming in from my main job. And I built this on the side slowly until mm-hmm. one day it was making enough money that I could quit my job. How long it took you to quit your job? Probably about two and a half years. Yeah. So when I say it took me a year and a half to get my first client, it, it was like from the very start, from when I first said, okay, what is this web design thing? And I start researching it and, and reading and watching like and tweaking. Um, so it was like from the very beginning. Uh, and then probably two and a half years from that point, from starting from scratch, I got to a point where I could, I could pursue it um, full time where I could, just, my sole income. Yeah. So. It does take time, <laughs> but it, it is a, uh, it's very satisfying. It's, it's nice to build your own, something that's your own and to watch it grow. 
um, to learn new things, to improve. I'm always tweaking. Even now I'm always looking for ways to make it better. I just redesigned my site like a couple weeks ago. I'm always changing little things here or there. So Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Patience is good <laughs> if you can. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know. We'll see. Well, we don't like to hear that. It's 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 tough, but yes, yes. No, well, I I'm very patient, but I um like I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do this. So that's good. Yes, well, that's I, good that you can you can push yourself and you're self motivated because I talk to other people that say, "Oh, how long is this going to take?" And then I find out they're they're watching Netflix four hours a day, and you're like, "Well, oh, no, if, you watch, saw... if you watch less Netflix, <laughs> then you can you can build it faster." No, uh, I remember at the beginning of COVID, I was like, "Okay, I'm going to take one week off," and that week turn in two weeks of full Netflix in the kids. <laughs> and then I said, you know what? No more. <laughs> Good. Yeah. So now if, if my kids watch a movie, um, I'm in the side with a computer. Mom, you're always working. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Be quiet if you watch Netflix. Your mom's working. Yes. <laughs> No, that's good. And it's tough because there's just so many distractions these days, right? Between uh, just TV or social media, video games, or even just the news. Like it's just, it can be, it can be tough. There's a lot of things, especially when you're, you're working so hard already. Like when you get to a point where you just want to kind of shut your brain off and relax. Um, you know, sometimes it's just the last thing you want to do is work some more. But what I personally found motivated me is, is because it's your own and it's your own time and you're building it for yourself. That is the motivate motivation. That's where it comes from. It makes it easier because you're not working for someone else. You're doing it for something. You're growing something that's for you and for your kids. And that kind of, you're kind of envisioning that, that future where you can quit your job and this could be your sole income. And with the passive income coming in, you'll be able to work less and spend more time with your kids and, that's going to keep you motivated, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's that's a goal. That well, goal. It, uh, it was great chatting with you, Carla. Thank you so much for your time and no your problem. advice. I look forward I to um, seeing what your website looks like. Oh, sure. Sure. I will share it soon, hopefully. Yeah, soon. Exactly. So yeah, send me a link when it's done. I'll I'll I love to to see it. Okay, sure. Thank you so much. No problem. Take care. Stay safe. Do the same. Hey, ciao. Thanks so much for listening. If you'd like to have a free thirty-minute one-on-one coaching session with me, and be the next guest on the podcast, just click the link in the description and submit your info. Keep up the good work.